Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to In the Pits Paintball Podcast, episode 11 with Haley Leva of WNXL Pro Team Destiny Paintball. This episode is sponsored by my longtime partners, FU Athletics, and they are doing both a giveaway and a massive discount this week. The giveaway is for your choice of either three items from their shop or a $50 gift certificate. To enter, you'll need to go follow them at FU Athletics on Instagram, like their giveaway post, and tag two friends in the comments. They will be selecting a winner next Wednesday, September 7th. For the sale, they are doing 50% off their entire online store with code INTHEPITS50 at checkout. That code expires next Wednesday, September 7th, so get your orders in today. I appreciate y'all so much for all of the support I've gotten so far for the show, so I wanted to get this organized to give something back to y'all. Thank you again so much and enjoy the show. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot provides both photo and video coverage to teams and individuals competing at the upcoming USXBL Championships. Is your team needing media coverage? Spots are filling up fast, so message getdat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for more details. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 11 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and special guest. Usually, I say it's about 30 minutes, but lately, it's going like 45. Um, So I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. This episode, we are going in the pits with Haley Leva, who is a pro player for Destiny and the WNXL. She's also a manager slash coach for the AC Kids program. Haley, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing really good. I'm super excited to be on here and talk about all the millions of things I have going on right now. Yeah, well, we're really excited to have you on. This is awesome. Uh, So, Haley, for those listening that maybe don't know very much about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? So, um, I actually shared this photo the other day, and I didn't even realize, but uh, I've been around paintball since I was, like, first started to walk. There's a picture of my mom holding me in a carrier on a hyperball field, like, before I could even walk. There's pictures of me watching my dad play paintball whenever I was, like, maybe two years old and then uh i played once when i was like 11 my brother bunkered me that doesn't count i started like playing tournament paintball about five years ago i think february of 2022 like 2017 was whenever i like first like started playing and then haven't stopped since i haven't really had any kind of break or like retired or nothing like so consistent for five years Really cool. I know that uh, 
Well, for those that don't know Haley, she's uh, currently in college. She's a sophomore now. I know a lot of people, uh, they'll take a break after they hit college, but really cool that you're able to keep it up even uh, through your classes. Uh, so Haley, what teams have you played for over the years? So um, the very first team I played on was called Berserker. It was, which my dad had created that team a while ago. And whenever I started playing, we just played this one tournament under that name. And it was an NXL 2v2 we had on my local field. And it was me and two other guys. And uh, we won as the first tournament, and that kind of helped hook me into it. And then uh, after that, I played with Pro Edge Ladies, which um, was my second tournament, a 3v3 at USXBL Championships in 2017. Then after that, like for a local team, I played with Houston Zone, which turned out to be Houston Zone Purple right shortly after that. I played a couple tournaments with them in my first D5 season, and then... Um, Later on in that season, I played with Anunnaki, which was a team out of TXR. And then after that, I played with Destiny for the first time in 2018 at World Cup. Been with Destiny ever since then. And in between that, like as far as local teams, I played with the SA Rejects, which I played with for a while, a, a good while. I think that was where I met you also. And um, then I played like a tournament with Houston Darkside in a local tournament. Um, now I play locally with Royal Cheesecakes, which they're from Louisiana. And then um, throughout the years, I've also played with Paintball Ladies, which is just another girls team that um, plays national and local events. And then also played with AC Kids, which is something that me and all of our friends started. Played with them for a couple of like fun tournaments, nothing like too serious. And then now it's, it's a whole other thing now, but played a couple of tournaments as AC Kids too. A lot of different teams, but shout out to uh, shout out to Lupe for getting Haley into this sport, and she's doing fantastic now. Shout out also to Royal Cheesecake. If you've never been to an event with them, go eat their cheesecake. It's one of the one of my favorite things that I look forward to whenever I go to Houston to play. Or uh, earlier this year when we went to the Bunker Fest event in Louisiana, cheesecake's absolutely delicious. Uh, yeah. So Haley, you told us a little bit about how you first got into tournament playing. Uh, into playing tournament paintball. So you've played for, you know, all those different teams that uh, you told us about in different formats. You played with uh, 2v2, which I remember that year was crazy. Didn't uh, the NXL offer like a $50,000 prize for winning the 2v2 at World Cup or something like that? Yeah, it was something crazy because I remember they were having like all the local 2v2s all over. Like they had Houston, they had a lot of local fields um, and they just coincidentally had it like right when I started playing. But I also... They, yeah, they had, like, whoever won for that, you could go to World Cup and also play in the 2v2, like, championships. I think that same year they had a 2v2 women's championships because I know B had played in it with uh, Caitlin Woodward, and they won. And uh, some local girls also from Houston went and played, too. But they had, like, a big thing at World Cup for that. I haven't seen 2v2 come back in a while, but that was, like, a big thing. Yeah, it's a, sh it's a shame that... Uh... That they haven't kept it going. I thought it was an interesting format. I'd love to play it now. Uh, but uh, continuing on, so you've played two v two, you've played three v three. You know the traditional five v five. You've played the women's division three v three, and now currently in the WNXL uh, women's five v five. So have you noticed any significant differences between uh, the women's only formats and the unrestricted formats? Yeah, it's like a a huge difference. Like just the way. I mean, girls, I honestly feel like could be a little more methodical about things. And so some girls don't just run down the field and try to shoot everyone. Like they, they kind of think about things more. It's not, I wouldn't say as 
it's still aggressive, but it's like controlled aggression. Um, playing against guys, I mean, sometimes they'll just run straight at you. But a lot of guys don't want to be shot by a girl. So they also, like, they get more angry and stuff. I mean, girl, girls playing against girls also can be that way, too, because, you know, we're girls and we all have our hormones and everything. And no one, you know, it can get a little heated sometimes. But, like, I don't know, guys just don't like being shot by girls. And so they'll, like, play you way differently than they will play a different team. Like, I know playing at World Cup, we destiny we played in d4 five man and we did great like we made it to sunday we lost that morning but like we did really good but we could tell the teams were playing against us differently than they were against other teams some of them would play harder and some of them would underestimate us and just be like oh they're not going to do anything and then we would shoot all of them like it's it's definitely a lot different like just playing like at the events playing x-ball against the girls and then coming home the next weekend playing usxbl on the same layout against all the guys and I'm like this is a whole different game the field's playing completely different than how the girls just played it if uh part of that is I know in the WNXL y'all have huge rosters like uh I think for the first event y'all had like 15 players on a roster correct yeah so we had like so for the WNXL they actually cap it we can only have 10 on the WNXL roster itself but as Destiny, yeah, we had a lot of players. And so basically how we did that was before the event, we would have our practices and we would have, they would kind of like base the practice, how we did at the practice on who would make the roster. So we kind of would have to try out um, in a way as far as the 15 people we had since we can only roster 10. And so, but yeah, like the rosters are huge. Like we would, like there, I don't really think anyone was getting tired Um the Blanco sisters probably were because they spin a lot because they're fast and they're small and they can, they run tons of points because we always need them on the field. But like our rosters, I would say 10 people is still a lot for an X-ball roster. You can have two separate lines, like, and you can mix them up and everything. But yeah, like they're big and we we have so many people to choose from on Destiny too. I know that in uh, the WNXL format, y'all do the uh, Mercy 5, which is the same, I believe is D2 and semi-pro. Uh, in the NXL, uh, which of course is very different from the race to four format that you're used to. So um, do you think that those extra players um, definitely still get their spins in, in that uh, bigger format? Yeah, I would think so. And actually at the first event, because I think the first event was kind of like, they were putting it all out there. Like they planned everything. They said, these are the rules. And then it was time to do it. But it came down one point where like, we thought it was mercy five and they're like, no it's mercy six and we're like oh so it is like the pros like is i feel like a lot of things were changing as we went but i think it is mercy six now if i'm right it might still be mercy five but i thought like i remember being in the pits one of them and they're like no you have to play one more point you didn't mercy them yet i was like oh okay but yeah i think we still get a lot of spins like and i as i can only speak for destiny because of how the system we ran but like first event we had two lines and we would swap we would switch the lines like Line one, go. Okay, now line two. Um, and then the second one, we had like four different, for Philly, we had like four different plays. And then we would kind of do it like that. And whoever was in on that play, you knew exactly what you would do. They would just call it, you go. But I think like everyone got a good amount of spins for sure because of the way we had set the lines. Like there wasn't anyone just sitting. And I mean, I don't think anyone necessarily like did a bad job where like, no, you're going to sit because you just got shot five times in a row. Like, we never had that issue in Philly or in Florida. So I feel like no one ever like sat and was like complaining like, Oh, I'm not getting to play. 
enough because like if someone sat or was that it was for a reason like but I don't really think we ran into that issue a lot like everyone got a lot of playing time gotcha um I know that um at least for me playing in the USXBL on the uh race of four it, it feels like you you know make one or two mistakes and suddenly you're facing match point for four straight points and if you make one mistake the game's over so mm-hmm. uh playing playing that mercy format sounds like uh know makes a game very different you you have much more room to adapt and try things so much much bigger fan of the mercy format um so paintball has historically been a very male dominated sport especially in the pro scene but recently there has been a huge push to get more women involved in the sport so in your opinion did you feel like there was something that historically kept more women from playing yeah i think like because whenever i first got into playing paintball five years ago there wasn't many girls at all and I think it was just intimidating because they saw like all these guys and girls don't like having bruises or like they think it hurts or like they don't think they're tough or something and I mean some of the guys in paintball like could like give you a bad perception of the sport like if you were to go to a tournament and see like teams getting heated and yelling at each other be like oh no I don't want any part of that like I, I think it was just mainly like maybe an intimidation factor or not knowing someone in the sport to have that connection or maybe going out and having like a bad experience with it and like getting shot and like get really getting hurt or like just I don't know just not having like a I think the first experience like a first impression really is what makes the difference and like I was around paintball the whole time since I was like really young um and going to like PSP events and stuff like that and I don't really remember seeing girls there that much at all then. But I think, yeah, historically, it's just mainly been because you just see it, it's all guys. So they would just assume it's a, a sport for guys. And then, I mean, now it's, like, completely different. You see girls all over the place. Like, World Cup was the first, like, I was telling a lot of people, like, World Cup, I've never seen so many girls in an event. And then now, of course, since then, like, having the players in the WNXL be there. But, like, it was crazy the amount of girls that were there for World Cup. It was such a big difference from all the other events I had been to. So I think the WNXL has definitely done a good job at getting more girls to be more comfortable. I think because they have a team to be on with other girls, it makes them feel a little like more secure and like safe. Kind of like to have somewhere to go and not be like with guys who are like mean or like will yell at you or something. Gotcha. Well, there was definitely a huge uptick after the uh, World Cup um after the world cup event last year and now we've got six uh now we've got six wnxl teams and i'm hoping that next year you know the league can expand all the way up to potentially a full 20 teams just like the current pros um so you probably don't have a really big picture answer to this but is there something that the paintball industry players or tournament organizers as a whole can do to continue to foster the growth of women in paintball I would say just like making more resources available, maybe like as far as sponsorships, because I know a lot of the girls, like it's not easy for us to travel to the events and travel to practices and things like that. Like some people don't have to necessarily travel as much, but teams like Destiny, we have to, we're not all in the same area. So we have to travel to um, like to get to practice. Like we can't all just drive there. Like, I have to fly somewhere to go practice. So maybe just like helping out with sponsorships more, maybe I would say. Um, Cause 
I mean, a lot of the higher pro teams, they have heavy, heavy sponsorships. And if we're going to be on that same level, I think we should get some sort of the same help as they do. Like some of them just show up and, okay, you're playing a tournament. Here's your gun. Here's your mask. Here's your paint. Here's your entry. Like it would probably, I mean, we do get, I do, we do get sponsors, but like maybe something a little more where like it could really expand to where these teams could practice together all the time. Like I, I feel like that's more of like on a team basis, but at the same time, these big companies, they could help out the teams more. Definitely something I would love to see. Um, so real quick, I want to, uh, before we continue, I want to take a quick second to say that this episode is sponsored by FU Athletics. Uh, they are created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. They are a brand that matters in your workout and every purchase gives back to cancer research. They are doing a massive 50% off sale for the next week. If you use code in the pits 50 at checkout, you will get 50% off of your entire order sale in September 7th. Also, uh, they will be doing a giveaway, uh, head over to their Instagram page, which is at FU athletics, uh, to enter, you're going to need to go follow their page on Instagram, like their giveaway posts, and also tag two friends on the comments. Uh, you also get an additional entry by watching the show tonight. So everybody that's watching right now, uh, you get a free bonus entry to that. Uh, the winner of that giveaway is going to be getting either three items from their store or a $50 gift card, uh, up to you. So the winner will be announced on their Instagram page next week. I know both me and Haley are both wearing their, uh, their apparel tonight. So, uh, check them out for more details. Uh, so to continue, uh, before we continue with our show, um, if you are in the chat, welcome. Uh, we will be taking some questions for Haley at the end of the episode. So if you have something that you would like to ask her, please get your question in the chat. We will uh, get to it at the end. So continuing on, WNXL obviously kicked off last year with the exhibition game at World Cup, uh, which led into this season with a 16 professional league. So when this kicked off, I know that you were with Destiny for a couple of years prior uh, mm -hmm. so were you just pretty much asked, Hey, do you want to play with us in the WNXL or was it something that you had to go try out for? So, um, before the exhibition match, we kind of like, we were told about it. And even though the exhibition match was, um, it was like team fire and ice. We all kind of were already with our respective teams. Like B had brought it up to the players that she knew, like she wanted on the team pretty much, and she was, like, kind of asking each of us. Um, it, before the exhibition, it did happen kind of fast. So she just was like, hey, you want to play this? Yeah, okay, well, then you're going to play with us in the exhibition team. And um, it was pretty, like, it was really cool. We had our t ice was basically Destiny and Femmes, and then Fire was Dallas Vibe and, um, and the Heroines. And then I think the like a couple of the diamonds and a couple of the cheetahs were like spread out within that and so uh it was really cool like to get but i think in that we all like in the match like as ice we would have okay destiny would go out and then thumbs would go out. like we didn't really mix within that because we all pretty much were on our respective teams and um i'm not sure how the other teams did it but with destiny because we already had our dedicated players we didn't really do a tryout we just had like okay we know we have these set of people who want to commit for this season so before um, the first event, the Florida Sunshine State Open, we had a practice in Vegas at the end of January. And it was kind of like whoever can commit to these practices 
is going to be our first pick to who's going to be playing on the roster. And so we had a really good practice out in Vegas. Um, and we had one of our coaches, uh, Steve-O, he was out there coaching us. Uh, B was out there. And so I think that kind of like gave us a good idea as to who we were going to have um, because some people like couldn't make it or some people said they wanted to commit to the team and then ended up not being able to commit. So we didn't really have a tryout. We've had people ask if we had were having tryouts, but because we already had so many people to choose from, we just we couldn't add more to it and we already had the people who had been playing for Destiny for years. So it was kind of just like that. And before, like I mentioned earlier, before Florida, we had our first practice. Um, we had at CFP the first layout weekend. And we knew we had at least 13 players going into Florida. And um, we were like, well, we're going to have to narrow this roster down. So we had Mike Paxson, our coach, and um, also uh, Nick Nelson. He was there, and they were kind of just watching us practice, telling us what to do, who was doing their job, things like that. So after the two-day practice, they had more of an idea as to who they wanted on the line, but it wasn't for sure set. Like, our roster isn't set until the, I believe it was Thursday practice before the event. So everyone has to go regardless because whoever is not playing on that line is either going to play in three-man or play five-man. So just so we keep everyone there, everyone's playing, but everyone's also still fully invested no matter if they're on the line or not. Like, it'll, it just kind of shows your support to the team and like your loyalty to the team. So um, the Thursday practice we had, and then that night we kind of had a meeting as to who was going to be on the team. And I think we had like a good idea, but just to solidify like the last few spots. And so then whoever didn't was, wasn't like on the WNXL team, they were in the pits helping pod paint, helping wipe off people, like being super helpful. No one was upset. Like they, it was all like, it's all a team effort. So and then I think a couple people ended up playing five-man or three-man, and I think they did pretty well on that, too. But, I mean, we didn't really have, like, the tryout, but it all kind of, like, it just kind of happened, and we kind of just kept the people we had before. I'm not really sure how we're going to do it for next year because I don't know really what the plan is, but that's kind of how it is now. And I think someone had said after Philly the rosters were locking, but I don't really know how true that is um, as far as, like, I don't know if WNXL was locking them or through APPA or something, but I think, I mean, I don't think we're adding anyone else at this point. Yeah. I think that rule as far as rosters locking is uh, for pro and maybe semi-pro as well. And that's just to make sure like, uh, Oh, like, you know, X pro team, it has no shot in making, you know, the series chance. So maybe they drop down and a semi-pro team pays a bunch of pro players to come be a mercenary squad for them and then try to take the title at World Cup. You know, I think that was the intent for that. Um, so I don't I don't think that would apply for y'all. I'm not I'm not entirely sure on the rules either for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's still so new. Um but I've I have noticed across all of the WNXL teams after that first event where it seemed like there was like around 15 players on each line or so um you know the league started enforcing a little bit more uh the roster limit for that second event so i'm hoping that that excess of players that we're going to see the league expand have you uh have you heard of any potential wnxl uh teams joining for next season so i'm not 100 percent sure but i know paintball ladies have been trying like they want to get a spot for next year that's why I think they were told that they had to have representation at the minors 
So Pamela Ladies played the three men in Texas, and then we just played in Sacramento. So they're the only team I know for sure that's trying to get a spot for next year. Um, and then I saw a post that uh, the NXL was doing, they had like their Latin American championships and they had the European one and they were trying to see, get women's teams from there to come play at World Cup. So I don't know if next year we'll have more international representation. I would think so. Cause I remember hearing like at the beginning of this season about like a team coming from Europe, but I think there might've still been some sort of restrictions for travel or something, something along those lines. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see like a European team come play next year. Um, or even, I know there's a lot of girls who play in Colombia, so that might, they might come, but for sure I know Paintball Ladies is trying to get a spot for next year. That would be cool to see another Texas team. That would be, you know, probably seven, eight, maybe even up to 10 teams in the WNXL next year. But then immediately we got two in Texas. So really good representation for the state. Um, so uh, kind of moving forward. So for Team Destiny, I know you said going for that first event, you all flew out and practiced together. Is this kind of standard for each event? And when you fly out and practice, do you just have a closed practice or do you play against other WNXL teams or do you just play against like local divisional teams? So um, it's more so just playing against like the the divisional teams that are at the field. So normally before the practice, we'll set it up. So like whenever we had our Vegas practice, we practiced against the Vegas Brawlers. We played their semi-pro line. We played like their D2 and D3, D4 line that weekend. I believe that was the only team we played. We might have played a couple other teams. I wasn't sure. And then whenever we had our Florida practice, we played against Shenanigans, which is a D3 team that the Blanco sisters play on. And we practiced them all weekend. I think they were the only team that we played that weekend. And so that was kind of closed. Um, and then also we had a practice in Maryland at NR Paintball before the weekend before, uh, no, two, first layout weekend before Philly, we played there. And that one, we kind of did play um, any of the divisional teams. It was mainly like D4, D3 teams. But at NR, they have it really like organized. Um, they like write teams down. It's basically like a match, um, but for practice. And so that was really cool. We had a really good practice there. But I think for that one, it was just, they had like a set of teams and they put you in like a list order and you play it kind of like you're playing a match at a tournament. And so I think it was a good mix of D3 teams and D4 teams. But we haven't, I don't think we've played against any of the WNXL teams not in the tournament. I think even at the practices, like at the venue, we have played other teams. I know in Philly, before Philly, we played uh, Punisham, which is Michaela Brooks's, um, her local team and their D3 X-Ball team. We practiced against them. And then in Florida, I'm trying to think of who we practiced against. I can't remember. Oh, we practiced against the Cheetahs. So that was the only time that we, we've practiced another WNXL team. But it's always just come to the tournament is whenever we play them. Yeah, I figure that is a little bit awkward whenever all of the other teams in the league are also going to be teams that you're playing in prelims, so you want to hide as much as possible. Um, but yeah, really cool that you get to play all of those you know higher divisional teams to help you get ready. Um, so mm-hmm. on... Destiny, you have had big names helping you along the way. Like you've had Katie Kelly and all of her experience. You've had the entire Paxson family. So how has having that experience helped you in the team? I think it it really sets us apart. Like there are other teams like the Femmes have Tammy. She's also been around the sport for a really long time. But like it really kind of sets us apart from newer teams with newer players um, because they have years of tournament experience. Like they have experience that 
some other people are not even close to. They just know certain situations, how to, to win, how to get out of certain situations. Like, And then, I mean, Mike Paxton, he his coaching style is unlike any other, but it works. Like, he's very... He he's very like emotionally invested, and so he like he he he'll, he'll get upset, he'll yell, but it's because he like really really wants you to do good. Like he yelled at me one time, and I was like, okay, I, I won't do it again. And then I was fine. Like the next time, I I did my job. But I really think like having and also the legacy that they built, even like Katie and Cat and all them on the original Destiny teams that played a long time ago. Like you want to carry on that legacy as a newer player. I mean, I've been I I've feel experienced but then whenever I think about how long people like them have played paintball like I'm like I'm not even close to that like at all like I I know I have tournament experience but nothing near that but I really do think it it sets us apart from other teams even if we haven't won the event yet like we still have a lot of experience on the team even like because we have Katie just played the last event Kat played with us Jackie she's been playing for a really long time and then Michaela Brooks has also played for a long time as well. Like we just have a, so much collective experience on the team that I think it also helps us as the newer players to like having them back us up, having them on the field at the same time really, really does help. Having those longtime legacy players is just, you learn so much from them and the game is so different now than it was back, you know, in the early mid late two thousands when uh, I would say the game was a lot tougher to play. Uh, as you were coming up, you know, not nearly as many bunkers to play. The fire rate was 15 BPS, so really hard to get through lanes. So just learning um, kind of their fundamentals that they had whenever uh, whenever they were playing the game um, really has, I found whenever I experience uh, those, those legacy players, they've helped me a ton. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also really cool just to see all of these... Uh, all of these longtime female players that I really until this year, I didn't really know too much about them. Like I had never heard the name Katie Kelly until uh, she came back to play with y'all. And I'm hearing from a couple of pro players. They're like, Oh wait, Katie Kelly's coming back, you know, and they're all, they're all getting excited about her. So that must be really, really cool to have a name like that on your team. Yeah. It's really cool to get to play with them because like I started hearing of these people from playing on destiny and from being with B like she's, would be like oh my god yeah like katie and jackie and all that like they used to do all this and they were so good and they played all these tournaments and won and they traveled to asia and all this stuff and i'm like wow that's really cool and so whenever i heard that they were playing philly with us and we had i saw them at our practice i was like this is crazy because i've been hearing about these people for so long and now i'm playing on the team with them and like we're literally talking about paintball together and they literally are someone like so iconic and like fame I don't know if I'd say famous, but like famous to me because they've just done so much. They definitely have. And so I think that just makes the Destiny name, which is already legendary in the paintball scene, just all that uh, all that much more like have the, the weight behind your name. Um, and y'all being in this uh, this competition for first place for the series right now. So um, the WNSL, if those of you who are not aware, they're not going to be appearing in Chicago, but they will be coming back for World Cup. So Destiny, even though they've gotten two second places in a row, they're actually in third place. They are one point behind both Dallas Vibe and the Heroines, who both got a first and a third, and they are tied for first. So 
it's essentially a three-way tie at the top and whoever wins cup is going to be taking home the series. So what would it mean for you and the rest of destiny to win the first ever WNXL season? Oh man, that would be like, I don't even know how much excitement I would have from winning just because of the fact that we've gotten so close twice. Like, like the feeling of getting second both times, like getting your little thing that says Sunday club with your pro pass on it and going to the pro field and then like playing, that's like a whole thing in itself, like winning in semifinals. You're like, Oh my God, I'm going to go play finals. And then getting second, like, I'm not going to lie. I was really upset after both times. Like I was like, man, like we've just come so close. Like why is, what is not happening? So I'm not going to say if I'm going to say when we win world cup, it's going to be like insane. Like, it's just going to be such an amazing feeling after getting second. And even at the minors, I've gotten second with coaching the kids and then also gotten second at this last one in the three-man. And so, like, to finally, like, because we've won World Cup the last two years in the women's three-man. Um, and so I'm like, I can't lose a streak now. Like, I've won the last two World Cups. i got to keep this streak going. So there's no way, like, we're getting second. I, I will, like, there's really no way. Like, I will practice so much from now and then. Until then, I would practice. I've been playing paintball all summer, like, and I know everyone else wants it just as much as we do. But, like, I think we want it so much more because we haven't won yet. Well, even though you play on a team in Louisiana, we're going to be rooting for you. You know, you're still a Texas baller either way. Uh, yeah. So uh, that'll that'll also be a difficult challenge with the new uh, with the winner of the WNXL Europe and the uh, Latin American NXL. Uh, women's division they're going to be joining y'all as well so i think it's going to be an eight team division if i'm not mistaken at world cup is that correct i think so i haven't really heard much more about it i just saw like a couple of posts i'm not 100 percent sure but if that is the case then yeah i would be eight teams all right well it's going to be exciting to see a bunch of new faces at world cup uh so question next one for you is what do you hope to see for uh year two of the wnxl um, kind of like how I said before, I hope to see more teams because, I mean, we've been playing the same teams this season, and I mean, I know the pros not mostly play all the same teams. They're, it's been the same teams in their division for a while, but it would be nice to, like, see some new faces or see different styles of paintball, especially if people come over from Europe and Latin America. That would be really cool because that's going to be paintball, like, styles we don't see all the time. And um, I'm sure there's going to be some movement within the WNXL after the season. I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on staying with Destiny. But it is going to be kind of interesting to see how some of the teams do change. But, I mean, I think it can only get better. I hope that it uh, it encourages more girls to get into sport, seeing that it's developing. Hopefully the WNXL just gets better and better and gets up to the level that the the men's pro is at, but I mean, I think at these events, like they've had, um, the, from let's talk paintball events, he's been commentating, they've had the webcast. And so like, I was just in between class today, I was watching one of our matches from Philly. And so it's cool that we have our broadcast on there as well. And so, I mean, I, I think it could just go up from here. I don't think it could, there's no like problems really with it right now, but I think it'll just keep getting better. Hopefully get more girls, get more teams. Yeah, I think uh, one huge step in the right direction that the NXL has done is making the WNXL matches free to watch on their Facebook stream, even though it is mm -hmm. on, um, you know, not on the Ghost Sports stream until the finals. 
but uh, it makes it way more accessible. Uh, you know, even putting the semi-pro matches on there as well uh, makes it really exciting to watch, and it uh, introduces it to a lot of new faces, even people entirely outside of paintball. So I'd love to see it grow. So a quick question that we have in the chat. This is from Chef Oscar, who is on the Titans. Uh, his question is, are you going to stick with your Lilo and Stitch 1.6, or are you going to play with the LV2 next season? Um, the plan is to stay with my 1.6. I don't have any wood to knock on, but um, I mean, it's been great. Like, it's literally, I haven't had issues with it. I haven't had any issues with it. Like, it's really been shooting good. And uh, I shot an LV2 in Philly. And I, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, the shot didn't really feel like an LV shot to me. But I don't know. I just, I love that LV. And it's so pretty. And it looks really good in pictures. And then Destiny stuff is purple and blue. So it like matches everything. And I, I always have to have everything color coordinated anyway. So I plan on staying with it. If, if we somehow get an LV2, I feel like I would make it my backup gun. Unless I got an anode too, which my dad has talked about me doing that. But like nothing will beat the stitch gun. Like nothing, nothing will beat that. I don't think. I think that stitch gun was probably the very best anode to ever come out of arc anodizing, and quite possibly will never be beaten. So uh, I I agree. I, I don't know if you saw, but like uh, I think it was about a week ago, there was like this random Facebook page, and they yes. said they were selling it. I was like, what the heck? Like, I was asleep, and my dad called me, and he's like, hey, is your gun in your gear bag? I was like, yeah, it's in my gear bag. I just got back from Sacramento. Like, of course it's there. And he's like, well, someone's trying to sell it. I was like, what? And I saw it, and then after I stared at it, everyone was, like, bashing that guy. They're like, what are you doing? Like, she has it. That's her gun. Like, are you stupid? Like, everyone knows who that is. Yeah, y'all, scammers are getting pretty audacious these days, so protect yourself. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't get away, especially with selling a gun like that. Like that's a nationally, possibly internationally famous gun, and everybody knows what it is. Everybody know who's the owner. That's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and continuing on, so we've talked a lot about your uh, current career in the WNXL, but you also coach and manage the HC Kids program. So tell me more about that and how it got started. Um. So basically. The AC Kids got started a while ago. Uh, I would say, let's see, I've been playing for five, probably like four years ago. Um, it was a bunch of like the kids that fit. Um, and we're all around the same age. And they started it and they played a tournament. I was actually supposed to play the tournament and I wasn't able to go. So they played one tournament. And then after that, I got a little more involved. And um, we were like, hey, we should like make this a real thing. Like, we're all kids around this age. We're all like around the same playing level. So um, we ended up playing. We did like some local three mans in Houston. We did all right with those. And then we did the XTPL. Um, it was a Texas cup that they had. I think it was in 2020. And we did really good. We took fourth place and we like didn't practice at all together. It was just all of us pretty much coming together. And I will say for that event, we weren't all kids. But uh, it, it just kind of happened that way. But we did good then. We would always try to get everyone together, but it was really hard because we all had our local teams as well, and we're all committed to that. So we can never really play, like, USXBL or NXL because we're all always with our local team. So any event we played was kind of like a fun event in between if they, like, weren't refing or weren't playing. And so I was like, 
this could become something more serious. We kept saying, oh, yeah, we're all going to play Premier together next year, and then we just never were able to do it. And so then fast forward, like, in between that time, we're still playing fun events. There was, like, a, a seven-man event they would have at Fun on the Run in Fort Worth, and we played that one a couple of times. And so then um, come last year, I was at Zone, which is my, like, home field that's, like, closest to where I live. And there was kids out there. Um, I want to say our youngest at the time, he was 12. His name's Ashton. And then, like, a couple other ones. And my dad was like, hey, do you want to go to World Cup? They're having this youth exhibition. And this was literally, like, two weeks before World Cup. Like, it was very last minute. And my dad's like, I probably expect, like, none of them to be able to go. This is so last minute. And they're kids. Like, how could this possibly work? And B had actually been wanting to get more kids to go because she was kind of helping coordinate it. And so um, the parents were like, they're at Zone or they asked their parents and they're like, yeah, we can go to World Cup. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I was like, well, we can finally get the AC kids started, but on a more like consistent level and playing like more local tournaments. So they went to World Cup and it was Ashton, Chase, uh, Jaden, I'm missing one person. I don't know why. Oh, and Hudson. And they all did really, like, they played the youth exhibition, didn't lose a point. They did really good. They had their fifth person was this kid. Um, his name's Brandon Verdon. He was from Destiny NOLA, which they have kids on, a lot of kids on their team too. And uh, he actually ended up winning a 1v1 coin, um, a Hormesis coin in that youth exhibition match, but they didn't lose a single point. And then they even got interviewed by Lauren Kelly after that which I was standing on the side ripping my hair out because the kids, they don't know how to talk. And um, one of the jokes on the team, they call me Coach Kaylee because the kid was like, oh, yeah, thanks, Coach Kaylee. I mean, Haley. And I was like, great. So that became a thing. But after that, they played the, they also played the three-man at Cup. They did really good in that too. And then I was like, well, we can make this like an actual divisional team. Like they can play D5, like, there shouldn't be any issue. They're they're all really good. They're young and talented and they're fast and they're athletic. They all played sports in school. So we, um, let's see, the first event, we got a, we picked up a couple more kids after that, all around the same age, 15, 16. And we played HTPS, um, which is a local Houston series. They played D5X ball. That was the first tournament altogether and they won. And it was really good. I was coaching them at that. I actually put myself on the roster, but I didn't want to play. I was like, I'm not going to play. I'm only going to play if they just really mess up. But they did really good, and I didn't want to play. I just wanted to coach, focus on that. And they did really good. They won. And so they kind of got a taste of winning there. And their second tournament after that, just the weekend after, is the XTPL outfit. It was a three-man. They didn't win that one, but they still did really, really good. After that, they got ready for their first USXBL in Houston. They're playing the Gulf Coast Series. And that one is it was the weekend after Florida. So I wasn't able to be there with them the weekend before because I was at the event. And then I also had a team practice. So they kind of like had to get ready themselves. My dad was there helping them. They go play that tournament and they win that one. And I was like, wow, like these kids, like they're literally just winning these X-ball tournaments, playing some of these teams that weren't new to D5, like, and just killing it, like literally just beating everyone. And they're like, who, like, they were just getting kind of recognized at the time. They're like, who are these kids? Like, they literally just came out of nowhere. And then in between, the next USXBL wasn't until June. So they had a lot of time to kind of just practice. I mean, they had school stuff too. And so then June 1 comes around, play that one, and they win again. 
Um, and Renee was coaching him, and he's a really good coach for the kids. Like, they all really listen to him. He's really smart and painful. And then, uh, let's see, I think they played – they had a, a three-man, another three-man um, that the kids played. It was HTPS three-man. They played under Jim Dog Hot Dog Factory. It was like a, a joke that they had at Zone. Uh, they won that. They played HTPS championships. I wasn't there. I was in Sacramento. They also won that one. And then now they've got this next uh, USXBL, which is the same weekend as Chicago. Um, this is the last one for the Gulf Coast Series. And, I mean, I'm not – I should knock on wood again. But as long as they do well at this one, they should have the series for Gulf Coast Series. And they're also playing USXBL championships. So as long as they do well there, I mean, they could potentially win both series. Um, because of how well they're doing. But, I mean, they literally, like, it blows my mind because I don't remember being that good, being D5, and they all have such a, like, a high paintball IQ. Like, they're all very smart, like, and so that helps. And, I mean, they're they're teenage boys, so they're a little hard to deal with at times. But, I mean, for the most part, like, they're, they're really good. Like, they all have, as long as they stay in paintball, they have really, really good futures ahead of them. Like, they're the, the type of kids that you would see going from D4 to, like, D2 or something just getting picked up on a team because they're, like, they're just that good. Like, not, they're very natural. Like, they're all natural. Yeah, so uh, that last part that you said, getting, you know, them eventually getting picked up on a team, that's uh, kind of my leading into my next question for you, which is, I guess, about the goal of the AC Kids program. So do you have any hopes to stick with those players, their entire playing careers, or are you more focused on developing like new players, younger players, and then eventually graduating them out? So that's something I have thought about a lot. Um, and I know like how the sport is, the players are going to come and go regardless. I'm hoping like I want to keep the core people together as long as I can. Um, I think I'll even be playing with them next year, um, which will be kind of cool. But, I mean, I want to keep the, the core together and just kind of see where it goes. And that would be great if we could keep them together, like, this whole time. I know that rarely happens with teams going all the way up the ranks together because it's just so hard. People, I mean, the hard thing with them right now, and I feel like the hard part of keeping them together is going to be they're going to be graduating high school in a couple of years, maybe going to college or going on to other things. Maybe paintball might not be their priority when they graduate high school or something. So that might be a challenge we run into later down the road. But, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't stay together. They're starting, you know, getting these bonds at such a young age. Like, they're building friendships on the team as well. So, I mean, they could stick together. That would be really, really cool if they could really move up the ranks and, like, stick together. I know it's going to be really hard. But that would be really cool if that could happen. Yeah, they're definitely playing really well. I mean, we noticed that it's always them and Austin Evolution in the finals over in the GCS series. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, that group definitely has a lot of potential, especially just like they're really young. You know, they could very easily be like the next uh, Texas Cyclones, like the next New York Wrecking Crew, where they have, you know, a bunch of kids and teenagers killing it in Division Four, Division Three. Um, yeah. So uh, if y'all can keep the core together, that would be know really huge for y'all uh mm-hmm. so uh, another question f- that i have for you is you also play with another team like uh you talked about at the beginning you currently play with royal cheesecake out of louisiana and y'all play in division four who uh last year i believe they won the division five series in the gcs uh yeah 
So, and they also have absolutely delicious cheesecake. So if you ever go to an event with a uh, Royal cheesecake, gotta try it. Uh, so how has it been playing with that team in both the GCS series of USXBL and they also competed at the Mardi Gras open in Bunkerfest? Honestly, like I have never been so happy on a team, um, like locally at least. Um, the way Cassette is the one who runs it and like no one ever yells at each other. He always keeps it very calm and collective. You know, last year, because I started playing with them at this upcoming event, but last year, that was the first event I played with them and we won. It was really like such a good environment. Um, Seth coaches, but he also plays, but he's just like, yeah, if you feel comfortable doing this, go there. And we all like gelled really well together. Everyone has good attitudes. No one's hot headed. No one's like toxic or anything. It was like just overall such a good experience. And I think, I mean, I'm, I know winning helps you have more fun and like have a better attitude, but even we played that tournament, we won that. And so that solidified like our standings within the Gulf Coast series. And then we went and played championships and we took second there which was really good because we hadn't played any of the South Central series. And so to go to that one against all those other teams and still do well really showed a lot about us, I feel like, and how we, like, our, even if our skill isn't as good as another team, the I think the collect, like calm and collectiveness of our team could help us over other teams because other teams are over here getting hot yelling at each other, and that ruins, I feel like, the whole attitude of the team. And so everyone's just always like, even so we took second there. That was a really good win for us. We won the Gulf Coast Series and then took second overall. Um, this year playing D4, we haven't done as well, but I still don't feel like, like, okay, we lose the point. Okay, we'll just get ready for the next one. Okay, this is what I did wrong. Okay, like no one's like yelling, oh, you shouldn't have died or, oh, you, you should have been doing this. Why'd you die? Why'd you, like, it's nothing, nothing like that. Like, even though we haven't done as well this year, is that we still keep our spirits high and everything like we played bunker fest which honestly that has been our best event so far we uh on sunday because we had three matches saturday and one match sunday and um on sunday we beat the top seed team and if actually if we would have had a higher margin we would have moved on but i mean it's like because a lot of them haven't played d4 before like i mean i remember playing d4 a couple years ago and it was rough every time but um like that one win in the match we're like okay like we're finding our way we're getting in our groove of things like in this new division so i really really enjoy playing with them like it's always a good time no matter how the outcome is like we still at the end of the day like everyone's still happy no one's mad at each other no one hates each other like it's always good vibes like all around well i'm very happy to hear that y'all have such a great attitude coming into division four i mean division four is tough compared to division five it's a completely different beast especially in texas where y'all are competing um it's like the hardest i think d4 uh, is like one of the hardest divisions here in texas absolutely i mean that's something that uh last episode i had british on from notorious and he was saying like division four in texas it's pretty much the same as playing like higher divisions nationally so it's a mm -hmm. meat grinder for sure uh Patrick Rayborn in the chat, he's saying uh, he's pretty sure we ate like 30 of y'all's cheesecakes in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at least, if not more. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I I know we play y'all a couple of times. I, I don't actually know if we've played y'all on prelims over in GCS this year. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think y'all have always been in the other bracket, but it's always mm -hmm. been uh, fun seeing y'all at those events. And uh, yeah, it's going to be 
gonna be cool to see the royal cheesecakes keep coming out uh so uh one kind of final uh we're getting down to our last few questions so you also have somewhat recently you've paired with michael diaz uh, of fit.com and his private clothing label xxv to create some shirts of your own so how has that experience been and where can we go to check out and order some of those so it's been such a cool experience like he pretty much like you kind of tell him what your ideas are and he will literally make it like make the vision for you like he's got it like he's he's just really good at what he does i was actually just talking with him today like i tell him a lot of this paintball clothing looks like paintball clothing like it just all looks the same like you're wearing a paintball shirt you know it's not like just any like regular clothes and so i told him i was like the shirts that he's making look like something anyone would wear not just like a paintball shirt like it looks like something anyone would go out and wear like to the mall or like just as casual clothing and um it was like really cool working with him he he literally does everything like i didn't have to do much myself and then he's like okay here's your website like here's the here's the stuff oh you just have you just have to go here this is how you find it this is how people order it so i have the link in my bio right now so it's if you go to my instagram page it's in my bio, linked in my bio you just click on it i had a shirt just come out recently that has photos of me on the front and then destiny and my and leva on it and those are pictures from the first event in florida and um i have some shirts that we came out with last summer as well but i mean they all look great and we were actually he just released it um collabing he's collabing with destiny as a whole so now we'll have team stuff on his website as well awesome shout out to michael diaz i really like his project uh he's a big supporter of uh paintballers he's helping to kind of get their vision get their name out uh so uh to get to that shop go to haley's instagram it's uh listed right here underneath her name but if you're just listening in uh, her Instagram is haley.leva.pb28. Uh, so go to her bio on Instagram and you'll be able to find her shop. So uh, this question is a question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. So are there any Texas-based teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? So who, if the rest of Texas doesn't know about them yet, who does Texas need to know about? Mm, that's That's tough because I feel like if there was a team, I would say it was it would be a team that everyone knows already. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I just talked about the AC kids, so and I feel like a lot of people know of them now because they've been winning. Um, I mean, Austin Notorious, they're a really good team, really good organization. All those guys are like great, um, but I feel like a lot of people know of them because they've been doing really well in semi-pro. Let's see who else. Oh. Okay, so there's a local team um, at Zone. They, like, just got started this year. They're called the Stone Templars. And the guy, Cliff, who runs that team, I'm sure you've probably met Cliff out at Zone. But he's such a great guy. Uh, he's literally, like, everyone in paintball who knows Cliff, like, loves him. Uh, his name is Cliff Shivers. But he's literally, like, so amazing. And he's done, like, all these kids on our team, all, everyone looks up to him. He's, like, he just, he, he very much gives, like, big brother vibes. And like he's just so nice, and he he's very caring, and like really cares about everyone who he does meet. He's super super chill, like, and he's really passionate about the sport too. Shout out to Cliff. Um, so yes. fun fact about Cliff: I actually uh, last year I got to guest on his team back when they were called the Deadly Defiance in D five. Mm-hmm. So I got to guest with him 
for one of the HTPS events, and we ended up getting third place with kind of his second line, uh, not all that much experience on the team, but, you know, they played their hearts out. And this past GCS, uh, the Stone Templars made the finals. So shout out, shout out to the Stone Templars, shout out to Cliff. Uh, y'all are awesome. Keep, uh, keep working at it. Uh, we'll see y'all here in, I guess, just over a week uh, whenever we yeah. have the next GCS event. So uh, let's see if we have any more questions here in the chat. So we've got one question for Haley. This is uh, this question is uh, what is a good way to get started in paintball for cheap for any newcomers? I mean, paintball is kind of expensive. Um, there's no beating around that. But I mean, there are cheaper options, like as far as guns. Um, there's like mini, I know a mini is fairly cheap, oh, yeah. the Empire mini, um, maybe like a an axe or something. Like there's cheap options for any of the stuff, like gear, there's cheaper masks, there's cheaper like padding. So, I mean, so you're not like spending a ton of your money. Um, I will say to get into tournament paintball, you probably are going to have to spend a little more on like a good gun, a good hopper, a reliable tank you know, all those kinds of things. Um, I mean, if you just want to, like, I would say a good thing that some people don't do is, like, if they get into tournament paintball right away and they they just start playing and they start playing tournaments, then you're kind of getting good as you're playing your tournaments and paying for all that. But if some people, like, take a whole year, don't play a tournament, and just get really good then, and then you start playing tournaments after that, it kind of might be more worth your money. I mean, you're going to have to spend money on the weekends buying paint and stuff. Um, maybe like get on a team that has good sponsors and you'll be spending less money also. Uh, to kind of piggyback off of that, uh, what I would say is to get started, I would just, you know, go around your local field and start asking around like, um, hey, can I you know, hop on a point with you guys? Hey, can I, you know, see what mm -hmm. your gun shoots like? You know, you'll find that paintballers are really friendly with that and trying to, you know, invite new, newer players out. Uh, so definitely ask around. And I would also suggest trying it before you really fully invest because you may spend several hundred dollars and decide that you don't like it. And when you find out, hey, I'm going to try to sell all this stuff, well, once you've used it once, it's now a used marker, just like, you know, as soon as you drive your car off the new car lot, it's suddenly a used car and it drops a lot in value. Uh, so yeah, I see that a lot in kids, like in the younger, like they'll get super heavy into it and then they realize, oh, I don't like this anymore. So yeah, make sure that you're fully invested before you spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, ask around at your local field. Uh, and one more thing is buy, at least for some stuff you can buy used that say buy a marker used and buy, and don't be afraid to buy older stuff because the mm -hmm. older stuff, like even, especially in the past 10 years, I'd say, uh, anything from the past 10 years will perform just as good as anything that came out this year. Um, the only thing is just, you know, some ergonomics are a little bit nicer, but it'll perform just as good. And you're going like to save everyone, a lot of money. That's like everyone wanting to wear like pro flexes and stuff now. Like that was an older mask. And I, I'm personally, if you want to hear my opinion, I'm not a fan. And everyone who knows me knows that because I really like my push mask. But um, I mean, that's like something that's coming back. I don't think they're not terribly expensive if you don't like do all the stuff like 
get all the straps and the, I don't know what it is, but like they can be fairly cheap. They can be cheaper than like a higher end mask for sure. But they like, I know they used to be around a while ago and now they're all coming back. Yeah. Well, I'm also someone who has may or may not have uh, five different flexes in my closet right now. So oh, uh, no, that- yeah. All the, the kids have like all of them, like literally all these different flexes, all these different, builds of everything i yeah uh so one more question that we have in the chat let me see if i can find it again uh so oscar asks that i know that the channel is sponsored by fu athletics is Haley sponsored by fu athletics as well yes oh. i i believe so i have a code um it is Haley leva 28 so if you go to their website and check everything out and buy something because it's all very nice, then use my code. Awesome. So if you go to uh, thefuathletics.com, you can use uh, Haley's code, which is HaleyLeva28. There's no dots in there, correct? Correct. No dots. All right. So yeah, you can use her code. You can use my code, which is pits 50 um, and you'll get a huge discount on your order. That code will expire next Wednesday. So uh, go ahead, check their site out. And yeah, get to ordering. So Haley, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, I will shout out. Um, there's, it's called loyal gear or loyal code gear. And they made my, uh, the first signature series headband I've had. I actually don't have it here cause all my paintball gear is at my house. Um, but it's, they made me like a signature series headband and it came out amazing. It was purple. And um, they're very amazing, like, to work with. And we did, like, a really cool, like, video for um, for the release of it. And um, definitely will be more collabs with them in the future. But, like, they're great guys to work with. And I would definitely be looking out for their products because they make really nice headbands and really cool color combinations, too. Mine was purple, and it matched all my Destiny gear, so I kept the color coordination going. But, like, they're really great guys to work with. And, of course, shout-out to Destiny and B. And because I wouldn't be like where I am at all without being on Destiny that first year World Cup, definitely catapulted me to a lot of the things I've experienced now. Awesome. So shout out to uh, Loyal Gear Co. Shout out to Destiny Paintball. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Haley. That's at Haley.Leva.PB28 on Instagram. And also follow her team Destiny at Destiny Paintball on Instagram. Uh, What other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Shout out to all my partners and sponsors, FU athletics, get that shot, paintball Kumite and compete. So y'all thank you so much and see you guys next week for episode 12. Thank you, Haley. Mm -hmm.